You're listening to highlights from an episode of The Creative Process. To listen to the full interview and learn more about The Creative Process's projects, please visit www.creativeprocess.info. But tell, tell us how. That's really interesting for students, how you came into it. Yeah, uh, I mean, yes. I mean, bear in mind that in the mid-70s when I was in college and university, there really was no film industry in New Zealand where I was yeah. living and studying. Um, and I was, uh, my father was an architect and sort of for want of anything else, I kind of fell into that. I knew a lot of, knew a lot of architects and I liked the creative process. So, you know, I was, I was in, uh, in, in school for that. In, in my final year, I became inspired to try and do my final year, what's called a sub-thesis, in the form of a film. Mm -hmm. So I borrowed a 16 millimeter camera from the art college across the way and um, bought some 100 foot daylight loads of film and figured out where I could get it processed Um, and started sort of making this film really without any real idea of what I was doing. I mean, pretty naive. Um, but it was fun, and um, the result was okay. And the Dave Mitchell, the tutor, sort of interceded on my behalf when it came to assessment and said, "This may not be architecture the way we know it, but don't worry, he's never going to practice and embarrass us. Let's just give him a degree, get him out of here." You know. <laughs> right. so did. And I went, uh, drove a taxi in Sydney for six months and then came back to New Zealand and started working as a, you know, runner, lighting assistant, whatever, on um, the the local productions that were starting to kick up in the freelance world. Um, So that's sort of how I, yeah, I kind of fell, I I kind of fell into it. I had a good creative training in architecture. I loved my photography. And the film industry was just kind of getting going. And as I, as I like to say, I was uh, unemployed, young and, and available and interested. And, and, and you know, therefore, you know, they kind of invited me to run away and join the circus with them. And I did. Um, and it was very much the, like running away and joining the circus in those days. It was a very sort of almost hippy dippy um, group involved in filmmaking. Um, and we were all kind of learning. Um, you know, there were a few people, you know, who had been trained as, uh, with film cameras for the local TV stations. A couple of people had even had overseas experience, people who recorded sound who came from radio mostly, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. Art directors who'd worked in TV. You know, it was, um, it, it was very much a group of people making it up as we went along and sharing knowledge. And it was the most extraordinary edu- film education because I, I was often being trained to do, uh, say, lighting. I fell into the lighting department quite quickly. I was being trained by cameramen uh, to be their lighting technician uh, because they needed somebody to do it, not because I actually knew what the hell I was doing. So they would literally be on the job training with me. Um, and it was you know, just the most extraordinary uh, training, really, just the best. 
the first film I saw of yours, which I'm sure, you know, everyone was so moved about that poem to place, it seemed to be um, the piano, which just you seem to like explode into our vision. Um, I know in some way you felt pigeonholed by that, but it's just a very beautiful film oh, which I just saw. Um, I don't know about pigeonholed. I was incredibly lucky that my first, I mean, it was, I'd done a long form, couple of long form things before mm -hmm. that, one with Jane, the director, yeah. um, Angel at My Table, which yeah. was conceived of as a limited, what we would call a limited series now, three-part yeah. miniseries for TV, and shot on 16 millimeter, uh, but eventually, you know, blown up to 35 for theatrical release in certain markets. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, no, um, Piano was quite literally my first feature film, and, um, I had been, I had definitely been honing my craft for want of a better word for about five or six years, shooting TV commercials and music videos and pretty much anything, anything that came along. Mm. Plus, I'd done the, the you know, the, uh, and there was a culture of doing short movies as well in New Zealand. Uh, you know, government arts body funded, you know, short films, you know, 10, 15 minute essentially filmic short stories. And I'd done quite a few of them by that stage. So I was kind of, um, I had the, the skill set, I guess, or the, but I certainly didn't, um, I had no, none of the sort of big movie um, skills. <laughs> so I was incredibly lucky that, you know, Jane, uh, Jane and I, you know, had struck up a great relationship and, the film Piano um, is almost a silent movie. The, the yes. main character, it's Holly Hunter's character, Ada, doesn't speak. And so, um, you know, it became very apparent you know, just from the earliest conversations with Jane that the, the, the storytelling would be primarily with the camera, but you weren't going to rely very heavily on dialogue or exposition on this movie. Yeah, there is dialogue, obviously the other character, the, the non-mute characters, but the central character uh, is mute. And, and uh, so it really threw the weight on the storytelling. You, you spoke about early National Geographic and it made me think about how, well, now Ge National Geographic is so sharp and we see the same thing with digital versus film and that that's something the variability the there's kind of happy accidents and those kind of things I mean what where do you stand on film or you have a certain deep affection um, I mean I do have a deep affection for film and I, I, I as you say that particularly because of the happy accidents that, that for all you know as a cinematographer of some experience you know for all of, of your knowledge and your ability to manipulate the image, you know, stuff happens that you that you don't expect and you couldn't anticipate um, when when light goes through a lens and hits a film emulsion. Um, it's not to say they don't happen in di the digital world, mm -hmm. but they're less surprising when they do. You know what I mean? Like you, you know, because you see them immediately, mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that it sort of led there to be a sort of playbook in digital photography, you know, 
all the things that as a young cinematographer and camera assistant and gaffer, you know, we tried to avoid was lens flare. It was all that, don't, don't ever have lens flare. It's really bad, you know. Now everyone wants lens flare in, to the point that sometimes they actually add it in digitally after the, after, in post, you know, it's like it's crazy shit. I still prefer film. Uh, as I do actually think even with the best cameras and I've had the good fortune to work with the Ari Alexa 65 system, which is a medium format, large format digital system, which is absolutely, it really is beautiful. It's as close as digital gets to film, in my opinion. Um, I think if I was really, really, really going for, for beauty above all else, I would um, still choose to shoot film. And occasionally we do. Yeah, I've still got a deep affection for film. And I do think there's something, there's something magical about the fact that when, you've, when, you, when, you're, when you're in an editing room and you pick up a piece of, of work print and hold it up to the window or to the light and actually see the image, you know, it's, really, it's really there, it exists. You can't do that with digital medium. You know, like, it's just a bunch of zeros and ones buried in a box somewhere. Um, so th there's something tactile and, um, I mean, I, I, you know, back when I was starting and shooting commercials in New Zealand as a kid, um, I used to love visiting the editing room when the, to, sometimes that was the only way we saw dailies. Mm -hmm. And the editor would be sitting there with, the film and he'd be like right oh i think i like this bit here and boom chum, chum, chum. you know it'd be, it was so physical and tactile and uh, and uh i don't know it's just magic you know um and that that we we don't have in the digital world you know. want to get involved in our exhibitions or interviews email us at team at creative process dot info. Thanks for listening.